0: This is the Casper and Chris Podcast.
1: From News Talk KBOI, Boise.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: On this anniversary of the deadly January 6th attack on the Capitol, President Biden blamed former President Trump for creating and spreading a web of lies about the 2020 election results.
3: You can't be patriotic when you embrace and enable lies. Those who stormed this Capitol and those who instigated and incited and those who called on them to do so held a dagger at the throat of America.
2: Vice President Kamala Harris also spoke today, condemning the violence.
4: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Well, we got through January 6th yesterday. Some people thought something like that might happen.
5: Protesters, state nation's capital again. You, you thought they, or people thought that they might uh, gather and try to get into another building?
4: Yeah, that's where some people are, we oh we have to watch out because it could happen again today, and we made it through safely yesterday with none of that happening. You'd be a special kind of idiot to try and do that <laughs> on the one year anniversary. Nothing. I, the... I think with his with the heightened amount of security which was probably going on.
5: Mm-hmm. Nothing the president or vice president said I think surprised me. Um. I that that I I would agree with
4: that. Didn't surprise me, but man, some of the stuff they said pissed me off. I mean, that's just the <laughs> the most succinct way that, that, that I could actually put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamala Harris comparing what happened on January 6th to the attack on Pearl Harbor and the 9-11 attack was just stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, there was one person who was killed in the attack January 6th, and that was a person who was shot by the police. There was a couple people who died at the attack of Pearl Harbor, Americans, and a couple more people who died on 9-11, being sarcastic. Just <laughs> comparing January 6th to the attack of the Japanese on Pearl Harbor and the 9-11 attack just was
5: the dumbest thing ever, in my personal opinion. However, as I said, <laughs> nothing surprised me. No.
4: I, I would agree with that, like I said. Didn't surprise me. Kind of pissed me off. Um, th- th- this particular um, part of the speech, wanted to hear uh, this from yesterday
3: from Joe Biden. The Bible tells us that we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. We shall know the truth. Well, here is the God's truth about January 6th, twenty. 20- 21. Close your eyes. Go back to that day. What do you see? Rioters rampaging, waving for the first time inside this capital. Confederate flag that symbolized the cause to destroy America, to rip us apart. Even during the Civil War, that never, ever happened. But it happened here. In 2021, what else do you see? A mob breaking windows, kicking in doors, breaching the Capitol, American flags on poles being used as weapons, as spears, fire stingers being thrown at the heads of police officers. A crowd that professes their love for law enforcement assaulted those police officers, dragged them, sprayed them, stomped on them. Over 140 police officers were injured. We all heard the police officers who were there that day testify to what happened. One officer called it, quote, a medieval battle, and that he was more afraid that day than he was fighting the war in Iraq. They've repeatedly asked since that day, how dare anyone, anyone, Diminish, belittle, or deny the hell they were put through. We saw with our own eyes. Rioters menaced these halls, threatening the life of the Speaker of the House, literally erecting gallows to hang the Vice President of the United States of America. What did we not see? We didn't see a former President who had just rallied the mob to attack Sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours as police were assaulted, lives at risk, the nation's capital under siege. This wasn't a group of tourists, this was an armed insurrection. They weren't looking to uphold the will of the people. They were looking to deny the will of the people. They were looking to uphold. They weren't looking to uphold a free and fair election. They were looking to overturn one. They were looking to save the cause of America. They were looking to subvert the Constitution.
4: Thank goodness that uh, Joe Biden said during his campaign that he wants to reunite the country. Because man, that speech right there—I'm I- sure that's what was happening yesterday is reuniting the country. <laughs> mm. Oh, Gensaki yesterday claiming that five people were killed because of the insurrection. Again, a false claim that's been repeated so many times now that there are so many people that actually believe it. Even though the medical well, examiner in Washington, you, D.C. It's said not that's whether, not true.
5: It's not whether you have to believe it or not. It's whether you believe that the things that actually killed them were aggravated by the situation, I guess. I, yeah, and there's no proof that that happened.
4: Absolutely not. That, that's that's like saying, hey, I died of a heart attack, and and I went to church the day before. I died because of church. Stress me out. No.
5: No way of knowing. B happened after A, therefore yeah, A caused exactly. B.
4: Exactly, you know. yeah. <sighs> the one that upset me the most, like I said, was... Kamala Harris claiming that the attack, at, and it was attack. I'm not going to, I I don't want to say that it was not an attack January 6th at our nation's capital. How would you rate the three? Pearl Harbor, very, 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 Pearl Harbor one, 9-11, two, and uh, January 6th, about 155th. There's probably way more, I could come up with probably a a hundred other things that are worse than what happened at January 6th as far as an attack on our country attack on troops attack on democracy i mean there's a lot never, of different things that are
5: worse than what happened on january 6th I never, I, I in never my really, opinion i never really equate 9-11 and uh, pearl harbor because to me they were different things yeah I mean, one was a declaration of war essentially and they hit uh military targets now they did kill a few civilians but for the most part they were hitting you know a naval base that that was the the attack uh and that's not uncommon in history. However, the World Trade Centers, that was just terrorism. You know, they killed themselves while doing it, yeah. the people who uh, perpetrated the whole thing. And they did have one military uh, target, but that was the Pentagon. So it, they, they killed a lot of civilians. So I don't know. I, I would think that they're both different situations. Like
4: I said, I mean, President Biden has made a big deal out of reuniting the country. And that speech yesterday didn't even come close. If that, you know, if that, if he was truthful in saying that he wants to reunite and there's too much division in the United States, that
5: didn't well, help at all yesterday. I mean, what actually reunites a country? Uh, if we're all fighting the same war for the same reason, I guess. Yeah. But doing a speech,
4: you know, with filled with that much rhetoric probably, you know, didn't help. And that was just one of the
5: many speeches. There were speeches in Congress yesterday. I think he figured he, he united all the people that agreed with him anyway.
4: KBY News Time is 6:15. Let's get our first check of what's going on with sports real quick here this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli Friday. You know what that means? Clam chowder day. Some of the best clam chowder you'll find anywhere, anywhere at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli in Meridian.
5: 20 Division 1 men's college basketball games on the schedule last night were canceled or postponed. In the games that uh, did happen, Indiana upset number 13 Ohio State. Number five, UCLA, top Long Beach State. It was Seattle over Chicago State. Number 23, Wisconsin, beat Iowa. BYU, top Pacific. Montana beat Eastern Washington. It was Montana State over Idaho. The Vandals are now three and nine for the season. It was Colorado over Washington State, Washington over Utah. And number seven, Southern Cal beat Cal. In the NHL, Tampa Bay topped Calgary 4-1. Vegas beat the Rangers 5-1, and three games were postponed, among them Ottawa at Seattle. On the PGA Tour, Cameron Smith of Australia is the leader at the Century Tournament of Champions in Kapalua, Hawaii, with an 8-under 65 on Thursday. They're a par 73. Three are tied for second one-stroke back. The leaders tee off at 345 Mountain Time. WI Newstime, 6 six seventeen.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This
1: is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
3: In one of his most fiery speeches since inauguration, hunting down members of Congress,
2: President Biden laid blame at former President Donald Trump for inciting violence and fomenting an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol a year ago today. You want
3: to rule? or they will ruin. Biden didn't specifically say Trump's name. When
2: asked about why not, the president said he didn't want to make it into a contemporary political battle between the two of them.
4: (laughs) Thank God we don't have a battle between uh, Trump and Biden. You mean a a physical battle? (laughs) That would probably be better. I'd I'd pay to see that, wouldn't you? Maybe. Uh, Text message in. We'll clean this up a little bit this morning. Uh, Two things. One, happy Friday, guys. Well, thank you. Um, two, this whole thing was embarrassing. The Vice President of the United Blanking States saying this is BS. Remember the dog whistle thing? For liberals, this is a bullhorn. It terrifies me that people will take this seriously. Pretty obvious what Harris was going for. Young voters with no sensible perspective. I think he's talking about the fact of her comparing the attack January 6th to Pearl Harbor and nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, Email uh, from Marine Mike. Another Marine listening in. uh, talking to us this morning, says, Mike and Chris, let's review the motive of January 6th. It is to certify the election or contest. Uh, Pelosi and the Democrats have done it several times, 2004 to 2016. Um, One thing that the Democrats have never had on this uh, House side was a senator's signature, and then it was thrown out and continued certifying the election votes from each state January 6th. The first to be certified was Arizona. That was one of the six states that had suspicious activities the night of the election. There were several representatives ready to contest the certification, and they had Senator's signatures. Vice President Pence recognized it and agreed to hear arguments accordingly. Shortly after that, the Capitol was stormed. Congress came back in several hours and just threw in the towel and certified the election. What party gained from this happening? Why is there so little evidence that is shown on video being swept under the rug? Like uh, suspect 16 on the most wanted list. That was inciting a riot on video, then removed from that list in July of 2021. Why? Capital probably dropped the names of everybody else that was with him. <laughs> Capitol police opening the barriers and waving people in—that was a weird thing to me, and I—I I never have heard why that was happening. And now, and once again, we saw that Nate and I looked at each other when we were watching that here in our studio um, when all this was happening. Well, we I were can... broadcasting live, and it's like the. Police just were opening up barriers and waving people through. And we looked, and it's like, why are they letting people in?
5: Probably because they were breaking windows and doors. And they thought, you know, if we let them in, they won't break any more windows or doors. This was before that. This was when they were first coming into it. And and we're like, okay,
4: why are, and and they they were moving the barriers. and, And these were police and saying, come on in through the barrier that they had just opened up. And I've never heard why that was happening. Me neither. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll, we'll talk more about this if you want, but, you know, since we got to hear the speeches yesterday after uh, our show, I uh, just wanted to bring it up and, you know, kind of put it. It, it is Open Phones Friday, too. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It's brought to you by Fast Eddies on uh, Eagle Road in Meridian. Uh, you can go ahead and email also, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Chris standing by instant messages on our fan page on Facebook. Uh, You can also text us if you would like. But like I said, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about uh, here this morning. Um, We do need to talk about Omicron. Looks like it is here in Idaho. And um, medical professionals are saying uh, that this wave, they believe, as hospitals are concerned, could be way, way worse than what it was for the last wave when we entered crisis care standards. And they're saying because hospitals are already starting to see a massive amount of more people in the hospital, and it's exacerbated by the amount of healthcare workers that are out with COVID now that are not there to help people who
5: are with COVID. I mean, medical professionals,
4: what do they know about it? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, it is uh, also your final chance today to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with our Casper and Chris Damn, Your Impossible Question. We'll get to that coming up here in just about half an hour.
0: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris,
4: live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow futures down 74 points as of right now. They were just up 50 points. We've seen a 125-point yeah, swing in the
5: last five minutes. It's like playing with a Duncan Yo-Yo.
4: <laughs> it's been very volatile uh, this week. Looks like the jobs report has just been released. 199,000 jobs added in December. All right. That's a lot. We'll get uh, a take on, from Jeremiah, too, uh, about the jobs report coming up here just after... 7 o'clock this morning, 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through it, it is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Um, U.S. Supreme Court today will get underway a little bit later this morning with uh, that hearing and testimony about whether or not President Trump has the power to force people to be vaccinated in companies that have over 100 employees. This is a an expedited Supreme Court case. It begins, uh, like I said, they'll be hearing today. I don't know how long it will take for them to come to a conclusion. I mean, some of the hearings that happened last year, we're not going to find out their decision until June or July. Mm-hmm. I hope this one doesn't take six months or maybe... It, You know, depends on how they're going to rule. I guess maybe I do hope it's going to take six months. And
5: I guess in the meantime, nobody has to do anything until they rule on it, right?
4: Right. Right. Yeah, because you've had court cases that said yes, you do. Then another court case, you know, will be appealed and said no, we're going to put a stay on it. And then another appeal, no, we're going to let you go ahead with it. And then it finally went to the Supreme Court. So um, yeah, this was supposed to start on the fourth. So people are not having to do this as as of yet. It's it's going to be, I like I said, and I'm on the record with my opinion, I, I just don't think, I don't see how the Supreme Court can rule that the federal government can force you to take a vaccine, and especially force you to take a vaccine and then say you have no recourse. And, and I mean, there is a very small amount of people that do have bad reactions to the vaccine. There, there are documented cases. There are also... A very very small number of people who have died. I don't want to hide that in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's not a lot, but a very small number have. But you're one of the things that bothers me is if you're forced to take this by the federal government and you die or are permanently disabled because of it, and there are you know small number of cases where that's happened, that you have no recourse. Yeah, you you can't sue anybody even though you were forced to take it by the federal government. Now, if you took that away, then then maybe it's like, all right, so if something happens, you know, at least you'll be able to live your life for the rest if you are one of those people that don't die, or your family, you know, can have that income replaced. Um, I, I just, I don't see, in my personal opinion, how the Supreme Court say, no, the president has that power. He can, mm-hmm. he, this is a national emergency. So if the president wants to force everybody to take a vaccine, he can do, I just don't see Supreme Court coming back and, and as, you know, especially with the makeup. I know the makeup right now, it, it leans to the right. And that's not supposed to make a difference. Um, you know, when yeah. your, your makeup is te- supposed te- to be bipartisan. Technically,
5: it, techni- well, yeah, technically everything on the Supreme Court is bipartisan. But uh, you can you can certainly tell the tendencies, right? Of uh, of each one.
4: Um, this uh, I, we also missed this at the end of the year, and I, I wasn't here. And I, maybe you guys talked about it. Um, the feds have officially ended negotiations to pay families separated at the border. Um, this was a big thing coming into the end of the year because the president, um, and there are other people who wanted to pay up to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in payments for illegals who had been separated from the border. If they've ended their negotiations, does that mean they're going to pay them something or not? Uh, That means no, it's done at least right now, unless they want to bring it up again. Um, the payments had be apparently become a political loser for the Biden team with polls showing the public was 70% against
5: the idea of paying illegals money that had their family separated at the border. Interestingly, they're almost a hundred percent, uh, in favor of, uh, themselves receiving a check
4: in some way. Yeah. KBY News Time, 6 45.
5: It's time for another check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli
4: in Meridian. Open up at 10 30 every morning. And why you might want to get there today is uh, because today is Clam Chowder Day. Every Friday, the best clam chowder you're going to find. And, And keep in mind, this is the best deli in Idaho. And we have it right here in Meridian. Best deli, number one rated deli in the state of Idaho. Fat Guys Fresh Deli, just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Boise State has lost another coach, Boise State cornerbacks coach Jerron Johnson, stepping down to spend more time with his family. The university announced yesterday, Johnson, former safety at Boise State and a member of the Super Bowl uh, champion Seattle Seahawks team when they won the Super Bowl, just finished his first season as a college football coach. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't have another job offer as of right now. He just wanted to take time away from coaching to spend with his family. Got young kids. Apparently. Well, yeah, and then this time of year, they're all on recruiting trips all the time. Yeah. Running backs coach Winston Venable stepped down and was replaced by former Boise State and Washington assistant Keith Bonaparte last week. Special teams coordinator and edge coach Stacy Collins left earlier this week to join James Franklin's staff at Penn State. Johnson was uh, an all-Western Athletic Conference selection at Boise State from 2007 to 2010. He left as the 13th player in program history to amass at least 300 tackles. Wow, that's a a lot. (laughs) After his NFL career ended in 2016, he spent three seasons on the coaching staff at Eastside Catholic High School in Washington before his one year here at uh, Boise State. My guess is he's probably not done with coaching, but mm-hmm. with his uh, young children, he's just wanting to spend more time. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, well, especially if, in college, it, you're well, yeah.
5: travel If you're not, co- if you're not in the season, you're recruiting. If he doesn't like the traveling, he could go back and coach at the high school level again. Yeah, yeah, because high school doesn't require recruiting. KBY News Time six forty six. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. How can I help you, young man?
3: I got a $100 check from my grandma. And my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years.
1: Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone.
0: What do you mean? I I have $100.
1: Not anymore, you don't. Poof.
0: Well, well, what can I do to get back? I'm my-
1: sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No,
3: you just lost it all.
1: Then please
4: stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. So if you don't want to be one of those people that lose all your money. I love that one. It's gone. It's gone. Jeremiah Bates with us, real money pros. Free City Advisors, uh, going to get a little extended talk time with Jeremiah this morning. Uh, thanks for being on with us a little uh, early than usual. Earlier than usual. Um, just wanted to bring you on uh, at, at the first week of the year uh, and get your take on some things that people should be doing as we enter into a new year and kind of combine that with you know with tax day coming up uh, on April fifteenth. Are there things that you can still do even though we've turned the calendar year to a new year? that you can do to save money on your taxes when you file April
2: 15th. Certainly, and there's plenty of time. There's there's some things where you have to get it done before the end of the year, so obviously we're not even going to touch on those. So the, the things that basically anyone's disposal. I would say anyone, but, um, really depends on your situation. So let's imagine we're moving forward, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're going to start getting your tax documents. So your 1099s, your W2s, all those things that you need to really craft up, uh, your, your total tax filing. If you're looking for tax savings, like let's imagine that you had a, you had a higher level of income. You're in the higher marginal tax brackets because you're a high income earner. And you're saying, Hey, I, I want to keep some more money in my pocket versus sending it to the irs completely understandable you can fund a traditional ira you can do six thousand dollars or if you're 50, the age 50 or above you can do seven thousand dollars the key here is you have to have earned income and that is go that money goes in pre-tax meaning it's deducted against your actual income so you pay less in taxes which is great now there's a couple things that you need to consider here though is the deductibility income range if you make too much income then that then that contribution is not in fact deductible. So that's one thing you want to pay attention to. Now, additionally, you can fund a Roth IRA. Now, a Roth IRA doesn't give you that pre-tax deduction. However, if you let that let's imagine that you're in a low income bracket, maybe 12-22%. We're big fans of Roth because if you kind of look at the lay of the land, it, it doesn't take a speculative person or a tinfoil hat to see where tax rates <laughs> are going. Like the likelihood of them going up is extremely high. So, why not get the tax burden out of the way now at a lower tax rate, let that money grow tax deferred, so then when you're in retirement and actually want to use that money, it is completely tax free. This is one thing you got to remember. If you have a, if you have a traditional IRA or a pre-tax retirement account and you have a million dollars in there, you do not have a million dollars in there <laughs> because anytime you you do a distribution you're paying ordinary income tax on that money. So you're beholden to whatever ordinary income taxes at that time you do that distribution. And then you got to factor in your other income sources as well. A Roth IRA, if you have a, if you have a million dollars in a Roth, you truly have a million dollars in a Roth. Cause remember, you already paid taxes on the money going in. So the, when the money comes out, it's completely tax free. So again, you have up until April 15th to put money into a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. To recap, you can do $6,000 for each person, or if you're uh, age 50 or above, you can do 7,000. Now, one quick note on the Roth IRA. If you're married filing, if you're filing jointly as a married couple, if your uh, income is over 208,000, you're not eligible to put money in the Roth. The IRS says, hey, you make too much money to take advantage of this. However, there is a loophole. You can do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA where this, there's some there's some steps to it, but it's really not that complicated. You set up a traditional IRA. You fund it for the max amount. But the kicker is you don't deduct it. You don't list it as a deductible contribution on your tax return, and then you convert it into a Roth because you can convert dollars from a traditional IRA to a Roth. So easy answer is if you say, hey, Jeremiah, make too much money to put money into a Roth. Well, there, there's some cool wiggle rooms and strategies that you can put forward in that too. Interesting. If you are a business owner, you still have time. You can fund what's called a SEP IRA, a Simplified Employee Pension IRA. If you're a business owner, you can contribute up to 25% of your total compensation up to a limit of $58,000. So it's whatever's less. It's If if, if it's 58000 or if it's 25%, you got to right. do less of the number. Now, again, you have until your tax filing deadline to do that. So if you're a self-employed person, you got the SEP IRA at your disposal as well. An HSA, a health savings account, which I know we've talked about many times. Um, I know Brian Brian Wiley has talked about that many times. An HSA is a great account. As long as you're eligible, you had a high deductible um, health care plan in year 2021, you have until your tax filing deadline to do an HSA contribution. Remember, health savings account. The money goes in pre-tax. If you invest it, the money grows tax-deferred. And as long as you use that money on an eligible health care expense, I'm talking Sunblock, that's SPF 15 or above, that's an eligible health... No uh, it uh, way. Yeah, Seriously? Yes, it is. Yes it is. Um, you can contribute 3600 bucks per person. If, you're, if you have a family coverage, you can do $7,200. And the catch-up contribution, if you're 55 or older, you can do an additional $1,000. Wow. So you got about so four... Things I mean, that's like, just
4: low-hanging fruit. Things like glasses, prescription glasses or contacts, but also... Yep, fit under that. I mean, good grief! If you if as long as you have some block fifteen above SPF or above, that's deductible. Wow, I didn't know that.
2: In the HSA, I mean, and there's so many, you know, FSA, HSA, MSA. So I don't want to get confusing. Let's just focus on the HSA. That is one of the most powerful accounts that's available to to us as um, citizens of the United States. You got to remember, the money goes in pre tax. You do not pay any taxes on that contribution going in. You, you can invest in HSA. You can invest it. So let's imagine you get tax deferred growth over 10, 15 years. And then the likelihood of you having health care expenses pretty high. Use it on a health expense. It's completely free. The The one thing you cannot run through an HSA is your premium. So that's one thing to be clear on. If your premium payments cannot run through an HSA, but your co-pays, prescriptions, and things like that, certainly eligible to be paid through that. So, but
4: the other advantage of an HSA is that it can be used 20 years down the road as part of your retirement account.
2: Right? If you want to withdraw it, you can do it for that when you're at retirement age. Abs absolutely. So down the line you are eligible to convert it. But reality is the light I mean, you're gonna have healthcare expenses. So I have yet to seen where it's made right. sense to to make that to turn that switch. It's just kinda hey, we, we got but we're gonna have healthcare expenses, run it through the HSA.
4: The FSA and you know, and if you use that you you lose it every year, right? If you don't use it on medical expenses, that's gone. That's why the HSA is better.
2: Correct. So it's okay. very important to know the the letters <laughs> in got order right. to make sure you know exactly what you got because FSA, again, if you don't use it, you lose it. I almost ran into that this year. I, I got lucky. So if you put money into the FSA, make sure you have those dollars accounted for. Like if you're going to have some type of procedure or something, in my case, it was LASIK. So I knew that money was going to be earmarked for that. And luckily I spent it in time. If
5: if a person has been listening to, to everything you've said and they don't take very fast notes and have started to develop a headache, would you recommend they make an appointment with you or somebody that does what you do?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, now's the time... You know, leading up to um, the tax preparation, all that your 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 specialist that you work with, whether it's your CPA, your accountant, your advisor, that now it's time to kind of say, "Hey, here's what I have going on, so you can get all your ducks in a row." But certainly, that this is what we do. Um, tax tax efficiency is a big part of your total financial picture. It's not about what you earn; it's about what you keep. And there's some really cool strategies, but but hey, you don't know what you don't know. And yes, yeah, certainly, call our office, even if it's just a simple question. Um, you can access our website treecityadvisors.com therealmoneypros.com interact with us we're here about it we're here to give education we're here to answer questions if it turns into something more great but um we're we're here to help because last thing you want to do is don't pay more money in taxes than you need to and and if if you want to get growth out of your accounts do it the most efficient way and there's and there's ways you can do it all right we're
4: going to take a break here get caught up in traffic and weather when we come back Uh, I want you to get into the thing that people are freaking out this week, because January 1st, um, for cash apps, people are going to start getting 1099s um, for their taxes if they, in a year, get $600, make $600 or or more, or have 200 transactions through their cash app. I want to get you to the nuts and bolts, myths and fallacies of what's going on with that new law that started January 1st, and we'll do that. When we come back. Is that okay? That's great. All right. Jeremiah Bates with us, Real Money Pros, uh, talking about your money. First week of the new year. We'll uh, get more with Jeremiah on the way coming up next.
1: Time for the Morning Market Report,
0: powered by CapEd Credit Union,
1: keeping you informed about your money before the market opens.
0: Sponsored
4: by Tree City Advisors on News Talk, KBOI. Little, little extended time with Jeremiah Bates, the Real Money Pros this morning, talking about your money on the uh, new year here. Before we talk about the new tax law having to do with uh, the uh, cash apps here, just had a question and texted into us uh, from Damon says, how do I prove I didn't take the tax deduction for my traditional IRA and convert it over to a Roth IRA?
2: It's when you file your taxes. So when you file your taxes and you're listing that contribution um, it's going to ask, was it deductible? So let's imagine that you made, oh, you know, fifty thousand dollars, right? And then you did a six thousand con- dollar contribution into t- a traditional IRA that was deductible. Well, then you're only paying taxes on fifty-four, th- or sorry, forty, forty-four thousand dollars, right? Because you took that deduction. Now, let's imagine you did a non-deductible contribution into an IRA. You just don't mark it as deductible, right? So it's just, it, you true it up on your tax return. So wh- when it comes to actually setting up the, in, in the account and funding it and doing that, that's, you just follow that normally. Um, steps are the same. It all comes, it, uh, the rubber hits the road when you file your taxes. You just want to make sure if you're doing it or your tax preparer is doing it, you got to make sure that it is a non-deductible contribution. That is okay. the key. Not that easy. All right, let's move on real quickly
4: uh, here. Once again, you know, Biden said that he wouldn't raise taxes on any American making less than two hundred thousand dollars. Um, this this new tax law that took effect on January first, having to do with cash apps getting ten ninety nine now on uh, payments or received from cash apps, sure seems like it's going to hit a lot of people making under two hundred thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, it, true, true. Okay. But, but here's the thing. Okay. If you're now the, the thing on this rule is you gotta know that it applies to commercial. Okay. It only, co- it only applies, uh, for charges for commercial goods or services, not personal charges. So if you're using a Venmo, a PayPal, and you know, you're sending money back and forth to friends and family, like you're going to split your bill, um, for your cocktails or whatever. No, that, that doesn't fall, fall along this. It's if it's actual commercial piece. Now, let's be honest. You should be recording these amounts as income Come anyways. You, you, you should be. Okay. Come but here, on. but here's the main kicker here. Cause now there's a 1099 that's being reported to the IRS. So now you on the other end have to true it up because it's not going to bode well for you. If you, if you're a, let's imagine you're a sole proprietor. You're an independent contractor. You're working. You're doing your thing. And you know you you run some charges through that um, through one of those cash apps, and then they kick you out at ten ninety nine. That reports a dollar amount of access of six hundred bucks, and then you don't report that. That's not going to bode well because the IRS has a copy from that cash app that they <laughs> sent to you and the IRS. So so now it's just it's more of just. Um, Kind of a logistical pain in the butt. I put it that way because now you're going to get more. You'll get more 1099s, more things that go that go into it. This is
4: really going to hammer the gig economy, isn't it? More than anybody else, I would think, because most of them get paid through cash apps.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that that's certainly. um, But here's the thing. Here's why I see it's more of um, an issue or more like a logistical uh, thorn in the side. Because imagine you're independent contractor. You received more than 600 bucks for a payment of service, right? so you get a 1099 from the company that paid you right and then let's imagine that they paid you through a cash app then the cash app's going to send you a 1099 so you basically have two 1099s that show the same amount that that's where that's where it just kind of adds a layer of complexity if you're if you've been filing your own taxes but the reality is they'll cancel each other out you would use the 1099 that you received from the uh, actual company not the cash app that's where i see it becoming more it's just adding confusion mm-hmm. For our CPA, for our wonderful CPA friends, and for the self filers out there,
5: do, do we still have the alternative minimum tax, and, and who benefits from using it?
2: Yeah, the the alternative minimum tax. I mean, um, it's it's just more. It's more revenue that's collected. So, let me to answer the question. Uh, no, does anyone benefit from it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where who benefits from our tax dollars in general? Right. It's is my whole thing with taxes is this, and this is my kind of personal thought if it's going towards the right thing, I, I, I'm all for paying taxes. Don't pay more than what you should. right? But as long as it's going t- towards the greater good of our country and things like that. But the thing is, there's a lot of frivolous spending that you see. So if, if there was more efficient use of our tax dollars, I'd be a much bigger fan. I'm like, hey, everyone pay their fair share, um, which they should do regardless. But it, when you see the <laughs> the unscrupulous spending that goes on, it just it puts a little thorn in your side. I, so who benefits from it? It's the people who Take advantage of our tax code. Let's put it that way. I like one.
4: how you very nicely called it frivolous spending. Some of us <laughs> call it stupid spending. So, uh, Jeremiah, thanks. We're out of time. Uh, just one more, real quick thing. I guess um, we, we can go back way back in time when people paid cash as far as the, you know, cash apps, because that's not going to, you're not going to get 1099 on those, right? So, either
2: that or digital currency should yeah, be a lift I- to that. But there's the thing: you're still you're supposed to report all these I things. Know, so I know. I know. Okay, <laughs> fine. Hey, there's there's tax avoidance and tax evasion. Avoid, don't evade. I'm evading, okay. get you put in jail. Thank
4: you, <laughs> Jeremiah. We'll talk to you again next Monday. We'll get an update on the uh, stock uh, market here in an hour. Going to be opening up in a few minutes. Thank you.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
4: 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also uh, email us. It is Open Phones Friday. Yes, Open Phones brought to you by Fast Eddies and Meridian. But we understand there's sometimes you're not, you know, maybe able or allowed to be able to call on your phone. So you can text us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Uh, You can also text us. 208-336-3700. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Email in from Rod says, Australia seems to be the most locked down country in the world and the virus is running wild there too. So much for listening to Fauci and the cronies of science. We have had enough. It will stop till we get herd immunity. The next variant will be arriving soon. A national vitamin push would be the most effective against this current pandemic. Way to go forward. That's from Rod.
5: All right. Thank you, Rod. Let's see. Instant message here is from John, who says cash is still king. You'd be surprised how many businesses will negotiate for goods and services when possible if real cash is the form of currency. Just saying. Also, it's <laughs> nice that uh, in Idaho there isn't tax on labor. Shut your mouth and don't give them any ideas.
4: Because <laughs> that's been brought up in the legislature before, starting to tax on Things like getting a haircut, hair salons. Services. Other services like that. Real estate, selling re, you know, mm-hmm. real estate services, starting to tax those services. So just shut your mouth when you talk to us. Don't give any ideas to the legislators on how we can make more money. Although, what I, I heard going into this legislative session, which begins next week, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like we'll be starting the year with a $1.6 billion. Surplus? That's with a B. Billion dollar surplus. Really? Because we made a lot more. A lot of this has to do with how much tax dollars are coming in from businesses uh, right now. So that will be one of the things that will be talked about a lot in the the, legislature, how to spend that $1.6 billion. I was going to say,
5: the government is uh, supposed to be a non-profit. Uh, So if they end up with money left over why don't they adjust the taxes and, and uh,
4: down a little bit? Yeah, and that's one of the things I'll talk about, um, either adjusting the taxes because they're, they're too high or giving everybody, like we did yeah. last year, everybody gets gets a check back.
5: Because ideally the government would break even. Yeah.
4: KBOI Newstime, 736.
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
1: This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: Open phones Friday underway. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Friday. I mean, every day is about you, but Friday uh, especially, we go above and beyond because we'll talk about anything, whether it's on topic or if it's something you just want to bring up, please feel free. Phone lines are open. You can also uh, email us, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, an email from Informed, if that is your real name. Uh, Your vaccine humor yesterday was not appreciated. Betty White, at 99, may not have died from the jab, but at last count, over 100 of the top athletes in the soccer world have died. Ooh, I read this. These were all young men in the prime of their life, physically Mm -hmm. fit, and all jabs so they could continue playing, and now are all dead. Yeah, and we um, want to do the same thing to our kids. Myocarditis isn't mild and rare. The affected and afflicted have to limit their activity will, and 27% go on to die in the next 5 to 6 years.
5: I will uh, explain the uh the validity of that story the uh, the truth of that story about the 108 you know top soccer players dying is that uh they didn't um, I After we, I,
4: getting this, I, I did a little fact check, and yeah. uh, Reuters did a story on this, as a matter of fact. And Reuters is a pretty good news organization. I think most people would agree. As far as fair and balanced, right down the middle, they're pretty much right down the middle. Yeah, mostly overseas news. Um, Widespread claims that 108 FIFA soccer players have died in a six-month period in 2021 are not based in fact, nor are suggestions that the alleged deaths are linked to COVID-19 vaccines. 108 young and healthy players in six months, reads one screenshot that has been shared nearly 700 times. Reuters presented the claims to FIFA, World Soccer's governing body, which reaffirmed its statement to Reuters in November. FIFA is not aware of a rise in episodes of cardiac arrest, as indicated in your email, and no cases have been flagged in relation to individuals receiving a COVID vaccine. Most of the deaths reported have nothing to do with soccer players and the rest have nothing to do with COVID vaccines. In 53 cases, a cause of death was reported. These include heart attacks brought on by previously known or unknown heart conditions, while others included prior COVID-19 infections, a cerebral aneurysm, a traumatic brain injury, a motorcycle accident, one suicide, two suspected suicides, heat stroke, and a rare congenital condition uh, anomalous origin of a coronary artery. Moreover, one case was reported in August of 2019, which was prior to the pandemic. Another had a family confirmed their relative was not vaccinated. Some of the listed deaths also occurred prior to vaccine rollouts for respective age groups in certain countries. Three cases involve speculation of a vaccine link, but there has been no confirmation of even those three cases. So, as Chris said, and I'll say it even more uh, succinctly, um, what you read and what you believe is BS.
5: Yeah, no, no offense, of course. Yeah. Uh, anybody can be you know, fooled once in a while. Uh, Brandon writes in and says, good morning. I suppose it's good that the state budget is performing well with tax collections, but I'd really like to know what's being done with all of the extra property tax money, which will be collected in 2022. Like most people, my property tax for 2022 is up 20% in just one year. In the eight years I've been in my home, property taxes have doubled. What's being done with all of this money? Should we expect to be blessed with 20% more in wonderful government services this year? I'd like to see the local media challenge our politicians about our ever-growing property taxes, especially when schools, the city of Boise, et cetera, always have their hands out for more. Everyone gripes about home prices, and this is a big contributing factor. Yes, renters, this cost is passed on to you, too. We should uh, all be a little upset about this. And Brandon says, P.S., when's the last time you've had the Boise mayor on? <laughs> um, last year. Have we had Lauren McLean on? Yeah. Once. Uh, We we, we don't have nearly as many guests in the studio right now because of COVID protocols. But uh, Dave Beter, when he was the mayor... Every month, right? Yeah, he he would come in every month, and he did that for years and years. I would love to have that happen uh,
4: again. And I've made numerous requests to the mayor's office to have the uh, mayor on and have never gotten a reply. Other than the one time I did and... That particular person who uh, did the scheduling and was her press secretary no longer works for her, mm. um, so she has a new press person. But yeah, I no response in the multiple times that I've tried to say, hey, we'd like to get you on to talk about this. So my guess is she didn't like the questions we asked the first time <laughs> we had. Her on the very, only thing I very, can figure very, assume, I
0: guess. Very possibly. Yeah. KBY Newstime 756. Today from ten to one, it's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
4: 806. Good morning, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for tuning in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, also one 800 That's toll free from wherever you might be listening. Update on the uh, stock market, off the sell off uh, over the last few days. Stock market down 26 points as of right now. Um, dropped a little over 900 points over the
5: last yeah. few days.
4: Which sounds like it's pretty big, but since we're up to
5: $37,000 percentage-wise, it's not a, a huge loss. I know the uh, financial advisors say don't panic because that's what they always say.
4: <laughs> you know, it, it, if we see a drop like we did a couple of years ago due to uh, COVID of a
5: 10,000,
4: 12,000 point drop, then then you might want to panic.
5: I don't think it's necessary to uh, advise people not to panic because... No one's gonna, going to advise you to panic. No, we should panic right now. You should just, I mean, it should just be, you know, assumed that you're not going to. You know, it's interesting, you you know, bringing up panic um, kind
4: of leads into talking about um, COVID surge currently going on across the country. Um, New York yesterday joined Tennessee. Remember we had told you that Tennessee had a uh, 34% positive infection rate going on right now. Yeah which means one out of every three people who live in Tennessee have COVID. Uh, New
5: York. It doesn't surprise me. I don't think uh, anybody in COVID, I mean anybody in COVID, I don't think anybody in Tennessee uh, for the longest time took COVID even, even slightly seriously.
4: Well, here's a city that did and has for a long time, and now they have an infection rate where one out of about every three people in New York now also have COVID. And there's a, I mean, they've taken it very seriously. Cutting, I mean,
5: they shut down the city. Yeah. I don't know how you, I don't, I don't know how you uh, pre- prevent something like that in New York with as as dense as the population is there. The U.S. topped one
4: million COVID cases in a single day on Monday. We told you about that earlier this week, as the uh, highly contagious strain of coronavirus runs through the uh, country. Now, since Monday, St. Luke's Health System, the largest hospital system in Idaho, has seen an exponential increase. In the demand for testing at St. Alphonsus Health System, more than one in four tests this week are coming back positive. Dr. Mark Nasser, president of St. Alphonsus Medical Group, and Dr. Laura McGeorge, St. Luke's medical director for primary care, said they think the Treasure Valley is mostly seeing cases of Omicron already. This week, the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare has reported more than 6,300 new cases. The state's positivity rate spiked above 17%. For the week of December twenty sixth. Now the week before that, it was at eight point six percent. The week before that, it was five point four percent. So we are definitely in Idaho seeing another wave. Ada County, the positivity rate rose to nineteen point eight percent for the week of December twenty sixth. Blaine County, twenty six percent. Wow, so telling positivity rate. Yeah, so we're starting to see this. Um The uh, health officials, there's a quote, this is going to flatten us. With local hospitals roughly six weeks out from a surge in patients, health leaders are concerned this next wave, which they say is hurtling towards Idaho, will be even worse than the last wave. And if you remember, the last wave is when the hospitals within the state had to enter crisis care standards, and they're saying this time it could be worse. Early research shows Omicron likely causes less severe illnesses in most people, especially those who are vaccinated, but its rate of speed and the high number of breakthrough cases pose different challenges in hospitals. Got good news and bad news for Mm -hmm. you. Already, hospitals have many employees staying home from work because COVID-19 positive tests and symptoms, meaning that the hospitals, you know, if this continues, aren't going to be able to handle The, the amount of people that have to go to the
5: hospital because of the number of people who are out With COVID. The estimate they've come up with is that uh, each person who contracts this uh, Omicron uh, variant will, I mean, on average, each person will infect nine more people.
4: Very quickly, too. Yeah.
5: Um, There were three pediatric
4: COVID-19 patients at St. Luke's on Thursday. So those people were saying, hey, this doesn't affect people. You don't get near sick. You don't go to the hospital. Yeah, you still go to the hospital, just not as a high rate as the Delta variant, and kids are still getting sick. Um, to give you an idea of what's, what's going on, nationally, COVID cases in the U.S., uh, in a comparison, on January 5th of 2022, that's this year, 704,000 cases in the U.S. In January 5th of 2021, there were 235 cases. So you're seeing more than triple, or about triple the number of cases from one year ago. Uh, deaths are also up. I guess the good news you can take from it, I mean, it's good news, bad news. Um, right. the, the deaths are, are not triple. There was only 20, yeah. 2,100 deaths on January like 5th I said,
5: of this year. Good news and bad news. Right. The, the good news is this one isn't as deadly. Uh, the bad news is uh, it's going to infect a lot of people before it's done. And we also had the uh, news earlier this
4: week that with the Omicron variant, cloth masks apparently CDC says don't work
5: yeah. very well. Throw so, away. Throw <laughs> away your cloth mask or use it to <laughs> scrub up, uh, you know, spills in the kitchen.
4: Well, and the part that sucks about that is the N95 masks are hard to get because they they can't make them fast enough and most of them go to hospitals which medical professionals yeah. have to use the are required to use the N95 masks. Um so you're 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 not getting the ability to uh buy those like you would have. So I I guess we're just gonna prepare for the next fourth wave. I had hoped maybe Idaho was going to miss this, but I guess we're gonna join the rest of the uh country. Which by the way, uh, when you say fourth wave, maybe you think this is I thought this was the third wave too, but uh hospital officials saying no, this is officially the fourth wave we'll have seen here in Idaho. 208-336-3700. Uh, we'll get to more of your phone calls and emails. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk anything uh, you want to talk about this morning. Um, we'll get to that coming after news at the bottom of the hour. Coming up here next, we've got a $50 gift certificate, Biscuit and Honks, that we'll be giving away this morning with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question. That will come up right after Bronco Sports today.
0: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs up for grabs today. John is going to get first crack at it. John, are you listening to us at 93.1 FM? 670 AM or uh, another one of the platforms. Hello, John. Are you there? Hello. There you are. All right.
6: Now, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah,
4: now I can hear you.
6: I'm listening to you on the 50,000 watt AM
4: channel. God bless you and the fine work you do. John, those inflatable dancing tubes you see outside car dealerships have only been around since 1996. They're originally invented to be used exclusively for this ceremony. What were they uh, originally invented to be used for?
6: Well, it happened to be that I worked there, and I believe if I'm not, if I'm in, well, I believe it was at the 96 um, uh, uh, Olympics for um, the opening ceremony, I believe. You are exactly correct.
4: You worked that ceremony?
6: Yeah, well, I worked there for Budweiser.
4: (laughs) Ah, not, Not bad. Yes, congratulations, John. They were officially invented to be used for the opening ceremony. Of the nineteen ninety six Olympics in Atlanta. And then of course everybody saw them on TV he was like, We gotta have some of those for our car dealership. So I won? You won! You got right. a fifty dollar gift to, you to biscuit and hogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the most excited I've I've heard somebody in a long time. Have you been to Biscuit and Hogs? Oh yeah. 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 Okay, no wonder you're that's so excited. You know what you're in for. <laughs> right. All right, hold on the line. Congratulations, uh, John. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll take a break here. Coming back, uh, when we come back after news, our phone lines will be open. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, you can also email us. You can text us. Uh, one of the things that I do want to talk about today, and it was mentioned a little bit with Bob Beeler in uh, Bronco Sports today in his talk with Jeremiah Dickey, and that is the... Um, name and likeness payments going to image and likeness payments going to college players. Um, I, I I think this really, based on what happened this year, specifically at this one university, has a chance to change the landscape of what we're seeing in, in college sports, and, and especially with football and what happened at Texas A&M this year. And Texas, Texas A&M has... By far, the best-rated recruiting class in the nation. Is that right? They're 10 points ahead of Alabama, Mm -hmm. and they're still one more. I mean, recruiting is open, I I think the next signing day is uh, February 15th, I believe, something like that, sometime in February. So they can still sign one or two more, um, and they sign like three of the number one prospects at their position in in the nation, this one school. Um, And I'll, I'll explain how they did it and why I think you're going to see more and more of this, and why non-Power 5 schools and small division schools are going to be left behind. I mean, they're, they're just going to be there for the, for the scraps, basically. Gotcha. Uh, but wait till you hear this, and we'll, we'll get your thoughts on this when we come back after news at the bottom of the hour. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: 8.36, it is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's on Eagle Road, offering you the biggest selection of energy drinks in Idaho. Over 300 different energy drinks available every day at Fast Eddie's. Do not try
5: them all in the same day. <laughs>
4: yeah. we, well, you, if you did, we'd be reading a news story yeah. about you the, the next day about some problems that we'll, you probably will find you perched somewhere. <laughs> They add new flavors all the time. I think they got a a big selection of brand-new Bang uh, flavors. Um, That, by the way, is a... a
5: so brand drink, of I'd energy drink. drinks Exactly.
4: Yeah. I do like those uh, bang energy drinks by the way um, but anyway you can get them at uh, Fast Eddie's on Eagle Road uh, they are your sponsors of Open Phones Friday and Open Phones Friday all about you we'll talk about anything you want to talk about one of those uh, people wanting to talk about something uh, we haven't talked about since earlier in the week is uh, Brent in Boise good morning you're on News talk KBY hello Brent are you there Yes. There we go. All right. What did you want to talk about this morning?
7: Uh, affordable housing and uh, the Veterans Neighborhood um, Association and my position regarding Interface Sanctuary's property on State Street. Okay. I live one block away from it. Yes. Pardon? Yes. Uh, yes. What? What's... Yes, to. I don't understand no, what go, you're ahead. Yes, go ahead yes, I understand what that's say, what yeah. you want to talk about, yeah, um, so you want more, or shall we yeah, I mean there? you're the one that
4: called us. Go ahead and uh, talk about what you want to talk about
7: um, so I've lived in Boise for thirty years. I'm a native of eastern montana um I'm really quite active on the issue of homelessness, and I'm really quite concerned about uh, the rate of growth in Boise, which is impacting property prices and affordability. Um, I've been very outspoken on the issue of homelessness through the Veterans Park Neighborhood Association mm-hmm. and in communication with the different um, nonprofits in the city regarding uh, homeless shelter Um, I used to volunteer at interface sanctuary when it was first founded so I have a lot of experience with the homeless and I've actually sheltered low-income at risk and some homeless people in my home and backyard so my
4: uh, guess is Um, here and I'm not gonna assume so I'll just ask you the question you said you're a block away for the from the proposed um, area that they wanted to put interface sanctuary and in. you're perfectly fine with having that in your backyard, correct?
7: No. Okay. Um, That's I why I didn't want to assume. Major- Thank you. Uh, um, so I agree with the majority of my neighbors and I think it's the vast majority of my neighbors. Like I've, I i do not recall the last time I spoke to any neighbor. <laughs> on my street, which is Plum Street, um, that is in favor of Interface Sanctuary placing a shelter in their property. The dilemma is Interface Sanctuary has purchased the property and they've sold their downtown property, which puts us in a crisis of where will Interface Sanctuary guess the homeless go when Interface Sanctuary has to move And as most people in Boise probably know from Idaho Statesman articles, um, the conditional use permit was denied by planning and zoning uh, last month. So So I can speak to that.
4: Where would you say they should go?
7: I've spoken, I've emailed and communicated with the city council, the mayor, Planning and Zoning, uh, Interface Sanctuary, Our Path Home, Catch, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, about alternative solutions, and there are many.
5: Give
4: us, one, give us your, your, your top
7: two. Okay, one solution would be is for extreme weather, the city owns uh, an unused kind of semi-abandoned, Fire training tower down on Shoreline, which is right. close right. to Interface Sanctuary. That could be immediately used as an overnight shelter uh, in extreme weather. It's got, um, I'm sure it's got bathrooms and water. It's close to um, Interface Sanctuary and Corpus Christi. Um, and there's a public outdoor bathroom about like a block away. All right. Uh, so that's one. What, where else? Like a permanent, I, I mean,
4: Interface Sanctuary was looking for a permanent home. So give us one where you right. think it would work so there as a are permanent several home. Different,
7: there are several lots which could be developed for housing, such as tiny, tiny houses, micro houses, or even like um, micro shelter encampments on either city or private land, such as the lot by the symposium down on Fairview. Fairview. Um, where currently a lot of the homeless are living out of their cars on the road behind uh, Symposium. So that lot's for sale. Somebody would you, could buy would you that. not
4: see the same problems there with people who live, you know, within, say, half a mile to a mile of that area, not wanting it in their backyard also?
7: I agree there's always problems, and that's where we need the city the nonprofits, and the citizens of Boise to address those problems and implement better practices for the sake of the homeless, for the sake of the neighborhood, for the sake of the city. And I can speak at that at length. But the simple answer to your question is, yes, wherever they go, there's going to be challenges. All
4: right. All right. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate the call this morning and your thoughts.
5: And that, uh... All right. You're welcome. And that seems reasonable that any place they go will present challenges simply because i mean this is it 's kind of an illogical thing i mean I mean everybody should have a home, and suddenly you find people who don't everybody sh- you know should be at least trying to have a home, and sometimes you find some people who haven't tried uh, so i mean it's it, it's it's not like just telling people okay here's a service, show up for right. it uh, you kind of have to take it to them. Um, going into the uh, bottom of
4: the air, I told you I wanted to bring this story up because I, 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 I find it interesting, and I didn't know we were already at this point um, in in college football. But I, I think with what you're seeing now with name, image, and likeness and how it's being used to recruit, um, that over the next couple of years you're really going to see this change the landscape of the haves and the have-nots. And this is a story that uh, came out of 24-7 Sports um, yesterday. Uh, Texas A&M football currently holds the nation's top recruiting class for 2022. They have, get this, 6 five-star prospects and 19 four-star recruits. They are loaded. Um, and, that's,
5: and that's better than Alabama.
4: That's better than Alabama. In wow. addition, among the hit commitments head coach Jimbo Fisher and his staff landed they landed the number 1 rated linebacker in America, the number 1 rated defensive lineman in America. The number two rated wide receiver in America and the number two ranked quarterback in America, all in this one class. Now, although the class is all but finished, they still have time to land another prospect or two before National Signing Day, (laughs) which is next month. Now, they have the nation's number one ranked recruiting class this year, and it's not even close. Number two is Alabama, and they're, they're ranking. A uh, number that 24-7 sports put on them, 328 points. They were 11 points ahead of Alabama. According to a message, Aggie Boosters spent 25 to $30 million to ensure that the nation's top class would be at Texas A&M. The effort it's was targeted, spent it on what? <laughs> coordinated, and all perfectly legal. They are going to pay their players to play at Texas A&M. So they have basically said, this is the money you are going to get through name, image, and likeness, and they have boosters who have gone out, they have raised money, and they will come up with sponsors, businesses, whatever, and they will make this hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. to come play at Texas A&M. Yeah, and
5: they're in the Bryan College Station uh, market down there in Texas Texas A&M is and it's like other places in Texas people there are rabid rich. football supporters
4: <laughs> and, 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 rich. and and yeah and <laughs> they have a lot of a lot of uh, oil money and oil Texas money yeah.
5: cattle money and anything else that was in the movie giant
4: they are not the only school to be doing this University of Texas reportedly weaponized NIL to land the number 1 overall quarterback recruit Quinn Ewers Texas boosters are also paying every single offensive lineman who is on scholarship at Texas $50,000 through name, image, and likeness. So think about that. You get your school paid for free, so you got got a scholarship, you're not paying for school, and every offensive lineman who has, whether you're a starter, a backup, third string, or whatever, if you have a scholarship, they also get paid $50,000 to play at Texas. Wow, not bad. That's for offensive linemen. Good grief. What is the quarterback and running backs getting?
5: As usual, I would guess more.
4: The Aggies even have a backstop in place. The deals are structured to keep players at College Station for multiple years. Contracts are set up as multi-year deals. If a player leaves, the money stays behind in Texas. Wow. 25 <laughs> to $30 million paid to recruits. So they're, every year you're going to see those boosters coming up with every new class, $25, $30 million to land those. And here's the thing. You have the Ohio states, the other schools around the country that have massive amounts of money going, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute, if they're, we got to get on this board this thing, and we got um, to pay more money than they're paying.
5: If, if uh, the quality of football is related in any way uh, directly to the amount of money that's donated to a university— Uh, Then Harvard would be the best football team in the nation. (laughs) And number two would probably be Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: This is going to be interesting to watch over the next couple of years.
5: By the way, just have some breaking
4: news in. Um, Sydney Poitier has has, passed away. Has passed away, age 94. That's sad. (sighs) Bad week for uh, celebrities. Celebrity actors. First black man to ever win an Oscar. So sad news to report this morning. We'll take a break. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
0: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back
1: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: It is open, folks, Friday. Phone lines are open. We'll talk about anything you would like to talk about today. By the way, Dow down 104 points. Sell-off continues over the last few days, down uh, now about 1,000 points on the Dow. Uh, The other indexes, I think Standard & Poor is down, uh, yeah, 31 points. NASDAQ, I saw a little bit earlier, was up, but it is now down 195 points. So all three of the indexes are down. I mean, Uh, This week, you could change it to (laughs) SpazDAQ. Jim writes in, Mike, at KBY.com. Imagine Florida with a hurricane coming towards Miami. The governor orders an evacuation. All cars must head north. They all need to be charged in Jacksonville. How does that work? Has anyone thought about this? If all cars are electric and are caught in a three-hour-plus traffic jam and consequently run their batteries to zero, then what? Dead batteries in a traffic jam. Virtually no heating or air conditioning in an electric vehicle because of rapid battery drains. It's actually quite... Quite similar to uh, cars running out of gas while waiting in a three-hour traffic jam. One thing, though, a little bit different, I think, is, you know, that you can shut off your car, start it back up. um, You know, when the batteries are dead, your car's dead until Mm -hmm. you can get it someplace. um, And I don't know if all electric vehicles, because I I haven't been around an electric vehicle Mm -hmm. enough. Um, but they were talking about how, um, a gentleman was sharing a video that I recently watched, how his electric car, he thought he could make it home and didn't. And then his cars stopped and locked up and you can't go any place until you are able to get your car someplace to charge it again. Um, so once again, this is kind of like the thing that happened in Virginia with the snowstorm. You know, if, if those are all electric cars, how do you... You can't bring... If they run out of gas, you can't bring a gas can and charge them up. You know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. um, He writes on, uh, how do you charge the thousands of dead cars that are causing the traffic jam? How do you haul them to charging stations? Where is this electricity for all these charging stations going to come from?
5: Where does it come from now? Well, now we electricity don't... Electricity will still come from the yeah, same
4: places. Now we don't have electricity is generated a huge number of electric yeah. cars um i uh, my guess would be i hope I, I don't i don't know how this is going to happen this quickly um because there just isn't an, enough electricity right now to be able to charge have everybody yeah. charge it their probably, electric cars in it, california last year for instance yeah. when they were going through the blackouts they asked people to quit charging their electric cars because they needed the energy um to you know, air conditioned homes to be able to run other things. So I, I don't know. I I don't know if they're going to be able to build enough infrastructure to do this in the timeline that they want to do it by what? 2035, I think is what their aim is to have all electric cars on the road by 2035. It'll
5: be a gradual process. uh, But I I think they'll eventually get it done, but there will have to be, because this is, this will be a major change and there will have to be major uh, infrastructure changes to go along with it. And we
4: found that all you have to do is just throw money at it. We'll just have uh, another uh, bailout program from the federal government, I guess. That's where some of the money is going from the uh, latest um, bailout anyway. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We have news coming up here next. We'll get to your phone calls and emails. Phone lines are open now. It is Open Phones Friday, and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. You can also send us an instant message or text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700.
0: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman, this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
1: Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
4: KBOI. 905, open phones Friday. Final hour. If you want to get through, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Marine Bob writes in, Mike, you always get riled up when somebody compares anything to the Holocaust, so are you equally enraged when Kamala Harris just compared January 6th to Pearl Harbor and 9 nine eleven? You were talking to her on the phone when she would call in. Would you hang up her and uh, say what an idiot she is? Um, I actually did say that this morning. I, mm-hmm. I said she was stupid, and it was the dumbest thing I had heard all day yesterday when she compared it to... However, our... she did not call. She didn't call. No. Um And I, here, here, Bob, I don't get upset when people compare things like the Holocaust to the Holocaust. I get upset when people compare things like uh, vaccinations for COVID-19 to the Holocaust. There's just, there's just no comparison.
5: Jeff writes in and says, here you go again, reading the script about coronavirus. I feel so sorry for you guys having to read whatever they hand you. We are sick of hearing about Omicron and Corona, but you keep spewing it out. How do you sleep at night? Uh, Did somebody hand you something this morning to read, Chris? Nope. Me neither. That's I sleep, weird. I sleep reasonably soundly,
4: actually. I slept really good last night. Of course, I have a CPAP. Um, I, I will tell you, no one, and I've only been here. Oh, by the way, today's my third, my third year anniversary. I started three years ago on this date. Fantastic. All right. So the three years, and Chris has been here much longer. He can answer for himself. But I will tell you, in the three years that I have been here, With the exception of promotional items like giveaways, when we do the $1,000 contests at the top of every hour, sweet deals, those are the only things I have ever been handed and said, hey, we need you to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the actual content of the show, in the three years that I've been here, I have never once been handed anything anything and said you must talk about this you must
5: mention this this is let's see this is my 22nd year on this show and i've never been i've never even had a suggestion from somebody uh that you know that i work for about what to talk about or, or what our opinion should be or what facts we have to use none of that here's the great thing this is this is a great day for you it is open phones
4: friday you're free to call us and talk about what you want to talk about if you're upset about us passing along the news that we passed along earlier this morning, uh, which, by the way, came from uh, Idaho Press-Tribune, mm-hmm. uh, then you, you, you're you free to call in and, and say, hey, Omicron is made up. And, you know, we may tell you that's not true, but, you know, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, just like Rick is going to right here. Rick in Boise, good morning. You're Hi. on News Talk KBY. Hi.
8: Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a discussion about capital punishment. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And, Mike, I think it was you, I'm not sure, but somebody said that they thought, you know, the regular things that we think of for capital punishment. And then someone said also vandalism. People that do vandalism should receive capital punishment. Do you remember that?
4: Yeah. I, and, that, and as a matter of well, fact, I remember that was, discussing
5: that, too, that yeah. we said that was our emotional response. My emotional response to it. Vandalism is, is so mindless. And, and you, you, if you know, when you find out it's happened to you, it's just annoying.
8: Would you include the people that committed vandalism on January 6th in that. No. No, why not?
4: Cuz it didn't happen I
8: mean, to It didn't happen to your it property. It didn't
4: happen to my property.
8: <laughs> well, that is our property.
4: Well, it, it is our property, but it's not my personal property.
8: Okay, so that it's okay. I just was wondering because uh <clears throat> that seem, you know, that idea seems kind of extreme and but uh-huh. I understand that 's like if somebody were to injure someone you love you you would want the most effective punishment for them. so okay i I'm glad that you you have that idea that it, it that it's not the same thing okay
4: yeah I, Thanks, and, my... and, and and i mean it's just it's my as chris said it's my emotional response, and it's also the reason why we as individuals don't get to pick the punishment for, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. for, for what people do. Cooler heads will prevail. Because, you know, Chris is exactly right. If somebody were to kill a loved one of mine, I would want to hunt them down and kill them myself.
8: Yeah, but that's, that's, that's against objective, the law. Yeah. Objective people.
4: Yeah, exactly. Okay, hey, thank you. Hey, thanks, Rick. Uh, great thoughts, great call. In, in, and in
5: most of the people that I've known who said that they were against the death penalty and then suddenly were for it it was because somebody they know was wronged yeah or you know murdered possibly
4: i know it's it's not you know something that could feasibly happen you know because i've also listed among people that i would be in favor of the of of capital punishment for people that prey on uh seniors you know and and right. steal all their money and things like that upper, that's another upper, thing that i would go and, and really
5: say, opportunists and yeah. con men and people like yeah, that
4: yeah yeah um stuart writes in um even though the story on the soccer players that you guys talked about dying from vaccinations apparently isn't true according to uh, reuters as we talked about this morning you can't ignore the fact that 15,000 people have died in the united states from the vaccine, as reported in the CDC's VAERS report.
5: Which is a report that anybody <sighs> can contribute to.
4: And once again, we've we've talked about this. And
5: they don't consider it their official report. No. It's it's, it's like a forum. It was like um, KBOI's official word on something isn't necessarily what somebody calls up and says. Here's but, the, but we do have that on the show. Here's the other thing with the VAERS report. Every doctor,
4: medical facility, is required by law that if they give a vaccine, no matter what the cause of death is, they're required to report that somebody died after having it. After yeah. having it, whether it's suicide, whether it's a heart attack, whether it's yeah. a stroke, any any, and then those true. are I investigated mean, th- 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 to confirm whether or not it actually happened.
5: That is true. There can be no causation whatsoever, but because it uh, was a fact, they just included it. You know, now which I just fine.
4: I here's here's the thing where people you know. Call up. will call up and say, well, that's not, people have died. Yes, I am fully going to admit that there have been less than 100 people that have been confirmed to have died from being vaccinated. Now, but that still is people who have died sure. from being vaccinated. But it's such a small, small percentage. But I will even give you, for, for devil's argument here, all right, I will even let you assume that 15,000 people have died, it, it's not happened, but I, I'm going to use your argument and say, okay, let's accept your argument that 15,000 people have died from receiving the COVID vaccine. In the United States, there have been over 550 million people, uh, or 515 vaccines administered. 515 million vaccines that have been administered in the United States. Right. So out of 500 and Fifty million people, fifteen uh, thousand. According to anyway. yours, yeah. Because I've had three or, vaccines. Yeah. yeah, not not people vaccines. Right. So out of five hundred and fifty million vaccines, only fifteen thousand people. This is your numbers. I'm using it for for argument's sake. Have died. There are three hundred thirty million people in the United States. Well, over 800,000
5: people have died because it or, of COVID. Believe it or not, uh, for the average product out there, that's way too many. You know, they, they would still take a product uh, uh, off the shelves if it only killed 15,000 people a
4: right. year. No, and,
5: and there are exceptions to yeah. that, cars, guns, things yeah. like that. You know.
4: And the only reason I bring that up, because if, you were, if you're going to compare numbers, you've got 330 million people who live in the United States, 800,000 people have died because of covid 550 million vaccines and only 15,000. So, when you compare the numbers, it's not mm-hmm. even comparable on
5: which one is safer. We, we, we don't get rid of cars. We don't get rid of guns because we consider those things necessary. And also, when people die from cars and guns, it is uh, not the intended use of the car or the gun. Right. And once again, I, I, I used
4: your, I, I want to be clear here with people who are listening. I don't want people to say, hey, Mike Casper on KBOI said 15,000 people have died. No, that is not true. I was just using his argument for argument's sake. Um, As of right now, today, there have been less than 100 people that have confirmed to have died from being vaccinated. Um, There are, of course, a lot of people also have had side effects from the vaccines. I'm Mm not I'm not glossing over those because it has happened. It's just a super small Number nothing close to what people are saying, and this all comes from the discussion from a gentleman earlier this morning who claimed there have been over a hundred people who play soccer well, well, in the well, <laughs> soccer top, top players
5: in FIFA and yeah and, and, and died. They contacted FIFA and FIFA said no. <laughs> it's, we we have it's an interesting you story. Think FIFA would know. Yeah, certainly news to us. <laughs> John says regarding effectiveness of masks. Bottom line: if you can smell anything with your mask on, it's not working. The only mask that is close to 100% effective is a scuba mask. Now, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> Everybody,
4: could you, could you imagine? We are going to require scuba masks now to be worn at every business and every time you go out to mm-hmm. eat dinner.
5: Do we have to have a tank, too?
4: You would have to because otherwise you're still getting the air. You know, you're still getting the air if you're snorkeling, right? So you would have to have a scuba tank to
5: your own oxygen to carry around. Just walking down the street snorkeling just seems kind of strange. (laughs)
4: 208-336-3700, pound 670 in Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls. Phone lines are open. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, any subject
0: you want to bring up. Feel free to do it now. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Kasper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Down
4: 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. You can also text us, same as our main number, if you'd like to get through and uh, take part in the show today. And, yes, that is something we do encourage all the time. Uh, Mike wrote in and said, Gentlemen, it is a false equivalency to compare the January 6th riot with Black Lives Matter protests and riots that swept across the nation Following the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, several victims of police brutality, people of color were killed during mundane things like sleeping in their home, walking down the block. Black Lives Matter brought to the forefront the way blacks are often policed. On the other hand, the riot January 6th was nothing less than a violent mob assembled by Trump trying to prevent the orderly peaceful transfer of power as part of the, a duly certified election. In other words... Basis of Black Lives Matter demonstrations, racial injustice differs sharply from the purpose of January 6th event assembled by Trump as he promoted discredited claims that the 2020 election was stolen. It was meant to overturn a legal election, thus resulting in severe damage to our democracy and its constitution. Yes, it's clearly false equivalency comparison. However, the use of violence and property damage was a disgrace and significantly degraded both. Um, I need you to show me where is it that it proved that uh, Trump... Was the one that gathered all these people and uh, violently attacked the nation's capital? Because I haven't seen that yet. No one's no one's shown that. And I said, and I said yesterday when we were talking about this, you can show me the you know hot button, the email, the text message, the phone calling people and saying you've got to go and you've got to violently attack the nation's capital. Then I will say, okay, now he deserves.
5: Yeah, we we talk about things a lot of times that we say are bad like this was a bad thing that happened or this was somebody that did something bad and invariably somebody will call us or write us and say what about this Uh, why aren't you talking about that Um, more than one thing can be bad something isn't just bad only if it's worse than something you don't like already you know were uh, were the riots bad yes Mm -hmm. were the other riots bad yeah Mm -hmm. they were bad too and I, I don't And we don't have to make a list of which one was worse yeah. because it's not necessary. Bad is bad. And I don't think there it's a false equivalency. I don't
4: care what the reason for the rioting was. I don't care what the reason was for the January sixth, the nation's capital. I don't care what the reason was for the Black Lives Matter protest. My my comparison came, if that's what you are talking about, is why are we not treating the people who attacked a federal building in, in Washington, D.C., at our nation's capital, the same as we are treating the people that attacked a federal building in Portland that did even more damage and more people were hurt?
5: Why, why aren't they being treated equally? Because I guess every state uh, has its own set of rules but it's a federal government these
4: were federal crimes and the people are being investigated by the department of justice and mm-hmm. crime and 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 tried federally that's the comparison i was making is why are all these not people not being treated equally i didn't care whether or not you know black lives matter was protesting or whoever was protesting or rioting at right. it's not a protest it was a riot by the time it got to the well, when, nation's when capital when any when any demonstration
5: gets destructive yeah we consider that to be bad yeah,
4: yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's a part that I was comparing. We already talked about how
5: we don't like vandalism. Well, we don't like just destruction of property for any particular reason. Definitely not. Unless it's, you know, fun. (laughs) No, not
4: even if it's fun. If it's your own property. I mean, like I can be out in my,
5: I can be out in the South 40 and, uh, destroying bottles and cans in, in, in my various ways, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's destruction of property.
4: But and and if you want to think it's fun to destroy your own
5: property, mm-hmm. that's
4: perfectly fine,
5: right? Well, it's perfectly legal for the most part, unless you're putting other people in in danger. Uh, Marine Bob wrote back. He says, "Mike, I think you are making way too much about who gets the best recruits. If you believe what you are saying, we don't need to have a season." We will just give the championship to the college who gets the most five star recruits, kind of like saying the politician with the most money wins. How about the truck driver in New Jersey who won spending about one hundred dollars we We've had this discussion before too about sports, about what 's important, and the the wisest thing that people always end up saying is well that 's why they go ahead and play the game because you don 't know the outcome of the game. You know the most likely outcome. Alabama is mm-hmm. supposed to beat everybody. Well, they've lost once this season mm-hmm. to uh, a team that actually <laughs> they were rated behind at the time. And that was Georgia. Georgia beat Alabama, and Alabama beat Georgia this season. So they're going to play a third time to make it even. I mean, to, uh, to, to <laughs> so it won't be even anymore. It right. breaks the tie. That's what it is.
4: Um, and, and I will just say, I'm not saying that just because one team, because... Um, you know, you it, it takes more than, especially in football, yeah. Um. you know, you've got, what, 90-some-odd scholarship mm-hmm. players playing on the team. But there's a reason why every year we're watching the same teams play for the national championship pretty much over and over again, right. the same group of teams. Um. This year it was a little bit different. We finally got to see a non-Power 5 school. Cincinnati came in, and then they, they broke that barrier. But for the most part, since they put in the four-team playoff, you have the same group of teams that are qualifying for it, you know, every year. And part of the reason is they get the best I mean, athletes and the best coaches because they have true. the most there money. There are
5: there are exceptions because there are you know new teams all the time that end up in the like Cincinnati, for instance. But it's uh, it's a tight group anyway. It's 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 not a big group that, that constitutes those who have actually been to uh, the, the fourteen
4: playoff. And I don't know about anybody else, you know. I, I mean, I love football. I love watching college football. But do I want to see Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama every single year, yeah, and for playing like, for the national championship
5: No, it gets boring to me, and for a number of years there it was Clemson, but they kind of fell off a yeah,
4: little. yeah they were in it what three years in a row, something like that yeah, yeah.
5: Um, <laughs> let's see oh uh I was about to I was about to read this from Denny, but it says you might not want to read this on the air. I don't know why yet. I haven't finished it, but I'll go ahead. He says, I received a book titled The Totally Awesome Book of Crazy Stories by Bill O'Neill. Sounds like something that I would read. In it are exactly what the title alludes to, a collection of crazy stories most folks don't have a clue about. In those stories, I found one that might be a fun question for Almost Impossible Question, and he's listed the question here, but I'm not going to say it because we might use it next week. And it's a good question. It's a good trivia question. Uh, Jess writes in,
4: Mike, at com. If only the people who get so upset at rant and rave about the 100 deaths from the vaccine could be as passionate about the $800,000 or 800,000 deaths caused by COVID, I don't understand the disparity. Being upset about the leak in the basement instead of the hurricane that's raging outside your door is insanity.
5: John says regarding college pay-to-play. What should happen is this money from the boosters to the players should go into a retirement fund that they cannot access until retirement without penalty, just like a 401k. Uh, But that was not the ruling of the court. The court ruled that they can have money right now for things that happen right now. 208-336-3700,
4: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will take a break. We've got news coming up here next, and then uh, we'll get back to your phone calls. Phone, call, phone lines are open right now if you want to get through. No matter what you want to talk about, it is Open Phones Friday. It's open whatever discussion you want to have on whatever subject. Go ahead and give us a call. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Eagle on Meridian Road.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KDOI.
4: 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, phone lines are open. It is Open Phones Friday. and We'll talk about anyone, anything you want to talk about. Uh, Joe writes in, uh, Here's the account on those people who died in connection with the January 6th Capitol riot. Four people in the crowd died on January 6th. Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran, was fatally shot by Capitol Police officers as rioters tried to breach the House chamber. Kevin Giesen died of a heart attack collapsing on a sidewalk west of the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, Roseanne Boylan appeared to have been crushed in a stampede of fellow rioters as they surged against police. Benjamin Phillips, the founder of a pro-Trump website called Trumparoo, died of a stroke. In the days and weeks after the riot, five police officers who had served at the Capitol on January 6th died. Officer Brian Sicknick of the Capitol Police, who was attacked by the mob, died on January 7th. Capitol Police had previously said that Sicknick died from uh, injuries sustained while physically engaged with protesters. The medical examiner later ruled that he had died of natural causes, multiple strokes. that occurred hours after Offener Sicknick's confrontation with the mob. The medical examiner added that all transpired played a role in his condition. Officer Jeffrey Smith, Metropolitan Police Department, killed himself after the attack. His widow blames the riot. Uh, Officer Howard Leibengood of Capitol Police also died by suicide after the attack. Mike, you continue to foolishly state that only one was killed, but it's crystal crystal clear that the death count is closer to six or seven who said uh, that they uh, died directly due to the riot. Um, Joe, I'm going to correct you. I am not the one who is saying that. The medical examiner, and I gave this to you yesterday. You're wrong on a whole bunch of these counts, by the way. Um, The woman, Boylan, Roseanne Boylan, you said, appeared to have been crushed in a stampede is not true. The medical examiner said that she had an accidental drug overdose she died from.
5: It's one of those situations like at uh, an amusement park. Let's say that, uh, you know, a a million people a year go to this particular amusement park and they're all fine. And then uh, one day, six people die of heart attacks or strokes in the amusement park. Now, you can tell everyone that those people died of natural causes, but I'll bet you that that amusement park still is going to be vacant for a while.
4: Well, and here's the other thing. Like, for instance, Kevin Giesen and Benjamin Phillips both died of cardiovascular disease. Right. Um, that was deemed natural, and that was from the medical examiner. That's not from me. Now, here's the thing. Both, neither of them died during the attack. They all died later that night, like hours later. Now, did they catch a disease at the Capitol? Because that's what cardiovascular no. and heart disease is. It's it was, a disease. Uh, they didn't catch that disease was, and then die from it six
5: hours later. Right. It was just a high-stress situation, and high-stress situations sometimes can bring on heart attacks and strokes if you are prone to them anyway.
4: There is no way of knowing. They could have that's died true. anyway but you, that Yeah, you,
5: you, can't, yeah you, you can't prove that it was a contributing factor. That doctor said everything you do before you die contributes in some way to your death, but that's a little too general.
4: There is one person who died that day because of the riot, mm-hmm. and that's Ashley Babbitt. She was shot
5: by police officers in the nation's capital. Let's see. Uh, TC wrote in and says, Chris, seems like a large chunk of your audience springs out of bed each day saying, I can't wait to hate Chris and Mike today. <laughs> I'm, yeah, probably some do. But they're entitled you know, to their opinion as well. Uh, Mike, here's somebody who must not like us either. He goes,
4: hey, hey, Mike, on January 3rd, you read this and denied saying you must report it to the IRS. Please listen to uh, Mike and Chris January 3rd podcast at around 132. You hear yourself say exactly um, that. I didn't, I'm not quite sure. We were talking about the cash apps um, and making payments through the cash apps, a new law that started on January 1st. That if you receive over six hundred dollars in payments, um, not and we're not talking about you know paying rent, getting rent payments that you have paid reimbursed for that, or you know your family paying you back for something that you have may paid for from them, um, it's, it's talking about you will get a ten ninety nine if you if you are receiving over six hundred dollars in total for for the year. That started January first. And we talked more about it this morning. Jeremiah Bates, uh, the real money pros laid that out. They're they're basically they're going after people who make money and use the cash apps because it's a the federal government can keep track of the cash apps and the payments that you make, and that's when you will get the ten ninety nine and have to uh file your taxes and report that income on your ten ninety-nine. Now, yeah, I've I've joked and and said, you know. We shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do that. Legally, you are required, even if it, you're paid in cash. And Jeremiah pointed that out this morning. Um, it's it's not tax avoidance. You are mm-hmm. evading your taxes if you are doing that. So it, it, it is illegal not to do it. I know a
5: number of people, I, I won't mention where they live, Canyon County, but um, <laughs> they um, have gone and bought cars in Ontario because there's no sales tax. Right. Right. Okay. I think the only thing they have sales tax on in an, on in Ontario right now is marijuana because that mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, that was the, the I know, law that they passed.
4: I know people that live right across the border also do it with groceries. They'll go shopping yeah. for groceries there.
5: However, all this time, you uh, e- even if you go if you if you live in Idaho and go over to Oregon and buy a car, when you come back, you technically owe sales tax to the state of Idaho.
4: Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. You're technically you're breaking the However,
5: law. however, I would like to point out I don't know any of those people that have actually paid that sales tax. Oh, unless I do, unless I do every they, time. Unless they were forced to. Yeah, I do every I, I, all the time. And I believe you because <laughs> I was born yesterday.
4: Uh, John in McCall. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
6: Yes, sir. Um, I was like, I was listening to Nate yesterday, and you know this whole thing, you know, watching the news on the January sixth thing that happened last year, and. Yeah, wondering um, you yeah, know, what, what, how to rate it and stuff. And um, it just brought me back to uh, looking at, into history and why we're not speaking with English accents right now. Um, you had King George III. He was mandating things. He was taxing us to death. He was telling us we couldn't go or we wouldn't, couldn't go. So basically we had a bunch of revolutionary militia that just decided, you know what, we've had enough. And I think that's exactly what's going on and we we're talking about well if this would ever happen again well there's a lot of skirmishes between militia and the uh, english government and the troops before it went ended up in full out war and i think that's the track we're on
4: you you do you really think that you think
6: i do i do i mean another civil American war is coming are, i i believe so because you know people aren't going to are going to stand for it You know, they we got the Bill of Rights, we have the Constitution, and we fought for decades, you know, hundreds of years to to salvage that. And they're directly attacking what we've been defending right now, right before our eyes.
4: Thank you, John. Great thoughts. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it.
5: Okay. Concerned citizen wrote in. That that is their real name. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what the middle initial is. Um, and says, I think died is not the right term. Murdered would be more suitable. They were told it is safe to get vaccinated and died as a result. You guys are good at downplaying it. I don't think I'm downplaying, I anything. downplaying anything. I may be, uh, in your opinion, underemphasizing the danger, uh, but I don't consider that downplaying it. Uh, I don't think there's a terrible amount of danger. Um, here's another one that kind of on the
4: same vein of that, um, no name on this one says you're dismissing the excess deaths of soccer players as nothing out of the ordinary is telling. Indeed,
5: it wasn't. Ex- <laughs> it wasn't excess for one thing.
4: <laughs> there was there it was, was, a, it was no a, deaths. A, it was, it was it from was soccer a, players.
5: Well, I mean, there there have been soccer players that have died, but it's about the same number every year.
4: Yeah, and it's the soccer players that have died didn't. I mean, they did a whole fact check, and and I read the fact check and also the statement from uh, FIFA that. Somebody made a claim on the uh, on the show that over 100 soccer players in FIFA in Europe have died because of the covid vaccine. And,
5: and the claim actually said 100 of the top so, uh, soccer top, players. Yes, it
4: wasn't even it's 100 of the top soccer players. Uh anyway, this is it, it, this fits with all the rest of your propaganda. Perhaps you would like to explain away also the announcement from One America this week, that says a one hundred billion insurance uh, billion dollar insurance company, they've experienced a forty percent increase in death this year, and a huge increase in temporary and permanent disability requests. There have also been a huge increase in overall mortality coinciding with the vaccine. Once again, just because you have deaths coinciding with a vaccine being released doesn't mean the deaths were caused by the vaccine. I would uh, I, I would guess if you have a forty percent increase in death this year. Some of those could be from COVID deaths, not vaccine deaths.
5: I used to read One America uh, stuff, but I kind of judged for myself, at, at least just for me. I mean, you can continue to read them, but I considered them unreliable after a while. Just just saying. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, necessarily in favor of one side or the other. That's That wasn't what it was about. It's just that sometimes they took what were not facts and ran with them for a long period of time. Uh, John says fentanyl overdoses became leading cause of death for ages 18 to 45 in 2021. Why isn't the focus on drug overdoses first? We've talked about drug overdoses, and guess what? We decided we're against those, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bob says, I don't think it's bad. It should be an eye-opener for all politicians to let them know who is supposed to be in charge, we the people, and what will happen if, if they forget. Uh, however, when you elect somebody to represent you, uh, that individual does not have to go out to the streets and get a consensus from everybody out there in order to vote a certain way. The, the people...
0: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: 9.49, open phones Friday, 208-336-3700. Doug and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KVI. Good
7: morning, guys. Boy, this is chaotic, all this this thing that's going on with that insurrection. Um, I was watching Newsmax last night with um, Greg Kelly, and he's talking about he had clips of Harris and Biden saying, you know, Biden yelling at I'm um, blaming Trump for,
5: this
8: is the worst pres- president President
7: ran. From the speech yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and then Harris likening um, to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. You see um, Greg Kelly's face is going, yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah, we talked Ridiculous. about
4: that this morning, about how dumb that was. Thank you for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. Uh, Linda writes in, Hey, guys, if you buy a vehicle in Oregon, you pay the sales tax to the state of Idaho when you license the vehicle. You can't afford it. Also, we shop in Oregon because the Idaho sales tax basically put border businesses out of business. Fruitland doesn't have any grocery store at all. And you understand why, because that is something you can just go right across. If you can save 6%, 6% every time you know off sales tax on your groceries, mm-hmm. It adds just up. by driving an extra five miles, you're going to go and drive the extra five miles. I would, wouldn't you? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you could drive, been, if you could drive,
5: I've spent the last year and a half ordering groceries, so I, <laughs> I don't even know if I would drive to the store anymore.
4: Jerry writes in: uh, University of Idaho played, uh now plays basketball in a brand new arena, which, by the way, I've heard uh, people who have visited says is absolutely amazing, maybe one of the top facilities so they're not in the in the nation anymore, huh? no okay um it opened just a few months ago the vandal men's team has experienced multiple games recently where they had to be postponed due to covid protocols within the team last night's home game however was a go however the public was not allowed to attend they said it was due to severe weather a new multi-million dollar arena and the public is locked out i'm sure people in moscow know how to ga- navigate a snowy road or two yeah i would i would agree. It- I was born in Moscow, grew up, you know, around that area, and then you know in Nesper's, in which they have a lot of snow right now. Um, yeah, I, I unless there was a blizzard, and if it was so bad, why did you allow the teams to travel there but not
5: the fans? That that seems a little weird. Let's see. Um, John has written in. Excuse me, it went away, but here it is. Uh, He says, dirty little secret on Antifa and BLM rioters is they are being supported by George Soros. He set up a fund funded by his money chain that bailed out all rioters jailed on his dime. No, he didn't. Uh, George Soros does uh, run a a foundation that uh, gives to liberal causes, and they have given money to Antifa and BLM, but it wasn't enough to support the entire organization." Uh, Jim in Southwest Boise writes, uh,
4: what's going on with the Republican elite dictatorship? They're starting to act like a dictatorship. If they don't like you, then you can't get on the ticket in the primary. Only who they can say can run for office. It's More like, we, an, more like an oligarchy. We the people no longer have a say on who runs. Maybe it's time for Idaho citizens to wake up. Might have to change parties. Democrat, independent, new party. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. This was news that uh, Debbie had talked about this morning mm-hmm. um, with the GOP.
5: Gonna re- you, you can't run for office. an endorsement you, from the you GOP. Yeah, you can't run for office without our endorsement. Which um, seems a little strange. Uh, actually, in pretty much every situation, yes, I can. Uh, John says the vast majority of COVID data is fudged. The question that never gets answered is, are folks dying of COVID or are they dying with COVID? Dirty little secret is nobody in the U.S. died of influenza or pneumonia for the last two years since COVID started. Not true. Those uh, two ailments must have been cured by COVID. It's not true that nobody died. It's not true.
4: Yeah. Now, one year we did have a... But we're seeing, I, I think, already... I can't remember what the numbers yep. were. People flu, have died of flu already this year. Flu was
5: year. considerably lower uh, the first year of COVID, but then it's, it's been making a comeback.
4: And and is was it, and I'm just asking this because I don't know the answer. I'm just throwing this out there as, as part of the argument. Was it lower because people were staying home, people were not allowed to be out, and people were forced to wear masks? Is that the reason why, you know, I, I'm not saying that's the reason, but is that possibly the reason why there were less flu Certainly deaths? could have contributed to it, Yeah. yeah.
5: Roseanne says, isn't there some work arrangements where the employee agrees to self-report their income perfectly legally and signed so the employer pays with check, but the employee is self-employed and responsible for their own withholdings and taxes? A question for the tax guy. Now, you can can ask me that because, yes, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Uh, If you own your own business, uh, all sorts of different people have to self-report their income. But I think the point we were making is there are a lot of people who don't. Mm -hmm. And it's illegal. It is. Um,
4: One more before we say goodbye here today. Uh, This one from Ron. Good one to end on. Wow, boys. Good old-fashioned snow shoveling is bad for me. 66 years old, and I was out yesterday morning getting that one inch of partially cloudy off my driveway and sidewalks. Mm-hmm. It's real honest labor. You can see the benefits, and golly gee, it's good for you. Went in afterwards, poured a cup of coffee, made a bacon and cheese sandwich. Mm, my snowflake neighbor is waiting for the global warning genie to clear his driveway oh, and yes. sidewalks. I prefer to shovel by handle and right. crush the genie.
5: Here's here's what it is. We, we said that there was a, a medical report that said if you are 45 or over, you shouldn't be, uh, you know doing your own snow because and the reason you, you didn't
4: die, die is because you had bacon <laughs> okay. that balanced-